0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight.
1: Hello and welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. And with me in the studio, I have Olivia Park, who is from New Zealand. Um, she's been here in Taiwan for four years with her fiancé. She's a female health and performance coach, Um helping smart women get strong so that they can live bold lives i like that well hi olivia hi shirley yes and um so
0: thank you so much for making the time to come in oh thank you for um having me it's great to be here
1: yeah so anyway let's start from the top Mm. you're from new zealand but
0: which part of new zealand um, I'm from the North Island, so I was born in Hawkes Bay, which is on the east coast of the North Island. Um, but then I went to university. I studied in Wellington, um, and then that's went, still in the North. Yeah, okay. That's the capital of New Zealand, right? Wellington. Okay. Yep. Um, it's the bottom of the North Island, um, and then went abroad for a while, and then went, went abroad for a while. Yeah, so that's... For for college? No, I studied, I did my undergraduate in um, Wellington in New Zealand and then went and lived in South Korea for a year where I taught English. Then I went, I spent a lot of time sort of traveling around Southeast Asia um, and then met my fiancé, we went to university together, but we met up again in Southeast Asia. Um, oh, how interesting. Yeah. Where, where a, exactly? Um, in... Thailand uh-huh. in Chiang Mai yeah, yeah. Uh, 10 years ago yeah and then um, we moved to Sydney um, Australia and then back to New Zealand where I did uh, my postgraduate um, in publishing so it was before I got into the health and fitness industry I was an editor in book publishing oh most okay. recently with HarperCollins. Collins yeah uh-huh.
1: what's this whole thing about Southeast Asia I mean why are you all ending up here I don't
0: know I think um, for me it's kind of a thing that you you go to university and when you finish university you're encouraged to go abroad and I remember my my mom was always like you you go and travel um, and many New Zealanders go to Europe as the first port of call. They'll go straight to London. Um, and for me, I didn't want to go to London because well, everybody goes to London, so <laughs> I don't want to go to London. <laughs> um, but why London? Um, I think it's, it's sort of the relationship between there. New Zealand and, you know, it's the Commonwealth, the UK, yeah, um, the relationship oh. between New Zealand and the UK. Um, and it's easy, I guess, even though it's so far away. Yeah. But, um, For me, I've always been interested in Asia, um, Asian cultures. Um, I remember at university, one of my um, majors was politics and I always loved um, and religious studies so I always loved learning about Asian politics and also different religions in Asia as well so. Um, why, why, why is that? I don't know just different it's different. kind of just super interesting and different and intriguing and almost mystical um, yeah so uh, Europe is never really interested me um but more Asia has yeah mm. and politics I mean you've always liked politics um yeah I don't I don't really know why I studied politics <laughs> really um but yeah I've definitely got an interest in in politics for sure but I think for, for many people doing you know undergraduate bachelor of arts degree it's kind of an exploration of your interests really and and what you kind of fancy and um, and then from there you kind of figure out more about yourself as a person and where you want to go and who you want to be and I really see a, a Bachelor of Arts as um, a few years of exploration really as to who you are. Hmm. And then later in you said a uh, postgraduate in uh, publishing. Yeah. Have you always liked reading or y- writing even? Yeah, so um, my third major in my undergraduate was English literature. So I've mm. always been a big reader. After Korea, after being there for a year, um, where I, I sort of taught for a couple of months and then my the school that I was working at went bankrupt, yeah. as they often do in, in Korea. Yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough that the company gave me a job in there headquarters where i was actually writing um, and developing um sort of textbooks yeah and kind of teaching teachers um essentially which was great and so i sort of started thinking about publishing then um it kind of came into my sort of realm when we were in sydney i started really exploring this a little bit more um, I've always been sort of quite into poetry and literary kind of things. Um, And then, yeah, I didn't really know what I was, wanted to do, um, where I was going. And um, Edward, my fiance, his mother, she's passed now, but she was a poet. Um, And she put me in the direction of uh, publishing. And of course, Edward, my fiance, is a journalist as well. So I was sort of in that sort of space and had those people around me. Um, And it was a natural thing for me and I absolutely loved it I mean creating books is a beautiful beautiful thing um but not working nine to five for me is not <laughs>
1: oh okay <laughs> yeah so that
0: was the only the only thing with it I mean being in an office and um yeah but the creative side of it with working with authors and helping them to put you know their dreams and their goals um and to print is pretty special.
1: You know, it's interesting because you were saying that in New Zealand, they encourage you to travel. Mm. Just like um, you made me think of Europe, too. Mm. My, my husband's younger sister lives in Switzerland. Oh, wow. And um, uh, she, her ex-husband was a Swiss. Mm. They have a daughter. Either she's traveling with her mm. dad to somewhere and or traveling with her mom and go to some other place like she's kind of just traveling and my, my kids I've got three and they're saying that when does she ever go to school you mm. know <laughs> of course it's the culture and I think it's great that you should travel a- around and learn all the different cultures and expose yourself to the world but um it's amazing so that's how it is with the New Zealand culture I guess mm. is it because New Zealand is a it's an island country it's by itself and you want your kids. Yeah,
0: you're nodding. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's because we're so far away um, that we're encouraged to go and see the world. And I, I think that's a really, really important thing. But it's like, you know, in Taiwan, I work with many expat women and I find it so fascinating learning about their children who are at these international schools and I mean international schools are quite interesting anyway but um, you know these cross-cultural kids that you know they come from a very traditional Taiwanese family um, but then they go to this international school and they're so Americanized Mm -hmm. um, and this kind of confusion of who am I, you know, uh-huh. um, I know one particular family, they are from New Zealand, they've been here for about 15 years and their son grew up here and he's very Americanized, he's got a very Ameri- you know, his accent is American, but the parents are so Kiwi, they're so New Zealand uh-huh. okay. um, and he is now studying in New Zealand And I think he's found it quite interesting to be in New Zealand studying. And he's always identified as himself as a New Zealander, even though he's never lived in New Zealand. Uh And so I I just find that that stuff is just so fascinating. And travel is, it's so important to to open your mind and open your eyes and um, understand where people come from. Um, and, I, and I don't just mean physically where people come from, but mentally, you know, being able to understand where people come from with, um, you know, different cultural things and perspectives and mindsets and, and things like that when you come across people from other countries. Um, it's like an acceptance and more openness.
1: You're listening to In The Spotlight with Shirley Lynn. So... The government actually encourages. No, oh no, no. There's no such thing as like
0: government subsidies for these traveling no, expenses. In <laughs> fact, um, they recently changed the student loan scheme that if you're in New Zealand, then you don't get charged interest on your student loan. But as soon as you leave, you get charged a lot of interest on your student loan. So oh. trying to get people to stay. But it's difficult in New Zealand because it is so small population, a small opportunity are so small a lot of people do go abroad Uh for work as well oh yeah so so all the young people are like leaving new zealand yeah is that that's gonna be that's gonna be a problem right for sure and that's why the government sort of brings in these these things to try and get people to people to stay yeah and a lot of new zealanders will go even just to australia um for you know more work opportunities and things uh-huh. more pay and yeah yeah I
1: mean, that makes me think like you they're making everybody just stay a student then because you're saying that you know once they leave once they stop being a student then then they have to pay really high interest on everything
0: oh no it's not um you don't have to be a student but so say with my student loan with living overseas which I just paid off which is a huge milestone yeah, yeah good. <laughs> um but I have been getting charged a lot of interest so I've pretty much just been paying the interest while I've been out of the country um and not making any sort of roads to actually paying the sum off so it's it's pretty painful and that's definitely something that we talked about that um that is a a massive loan that i've got at home and i'm not making any roads to paying it off but eventually i've i've paid it off which is great
1: that i think that's a that's a great thing you mm. know is travel really enriches everyone's lives 100 yes. yeah absolutely so, all right so what brought
0: you and your fiance to taiwan yeah well edward wanted to learn chinese to because and- he why that idea? Mm. What, yeah? So he's a journalist, like I mentioned before, and uh, he is really interested in politics and business in China. And I think he wanted to be in this area to report on it. Um, I, I don't think he really knew what he wanted to do, but... He sort of wanted to come over to this uh, to this part of the world and and see what he could do. So he actually applied for a couple of scholarships. He got one from the New Zealand government and also the government here in Taiwan to learn Chinese. Okay. So he was at Taira doing that um, the for National Taiwan uni- University. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then he did another 6 months of intensive Chinese. And then he got a job at the Newslens. So he was there for about a year. The Newslens, the Newslens. So it's a startup company, a media company, um, and they've got the Chinese edition and the English edition. And he um, was the editor of the English edition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, we initially were going to come here for a year, so he could learn Chinese, and one has turned into almost four, and now he's working for the Financial Times. You were saying that he didn't know a word of Chinese before he came mm-hmm. to Taiwan, and now
1: he's actually fluent. I mean, he's a genius um, in, in foreign languages, I guess.
0: I did. I don't know if he's a genius in foreign languages. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him that. Um, but. <laughs> He, it was hard. It was, he was very, I think he found it very, very challenging, but he is a very hard worker and he, he did the work. And even when he was at the news lens, when he was working full time, he would get up and do an hour Sort of an hour and a half of Chinese study before he went to work. So he's always been very, very committed and he still studies. Um, His job is very demanding now, but he'll make time for his Chinese study. Oh my goodness, he's such a disciplined person. Yeah, he's a hard worker for sure. Yeah.
1: Are you guys going to be eventually moving to China or something? Is that his dream? Your Um, dream? Both your dream? I don't know.
0: I don't know. it's. I mean, being in Taiwan, we've both had such amazing opportunities that have come our way. Um, and at this stage, we're just open to whatever. But with Edward's job, um, potentially there could be other things that come up in Asia. Remember in the beginning, I introduced Olivia Park as a female
1: health and performance coach. Well, we're going to get to that next week. So join me then. For In The Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin.